0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. She grew up with the children of the stars.
1: another edition of Believe in Kings here on the Believe Network. I'm your co-host Shannon Bentley and joining me is ex-NHLer Kevin McClelland. Kevin I hear you uh, had quite the adventure in Colorado last week.
0: Yeah it was uh, Colorado really got dumped on and uh, uh, we were trying to get in there so was Arizona and Dallas and uh, caused a lot of problems for us last weekend trying to play uh uh, regionals, but uh, we got down there. Some games got sched- uh, rescheduled, but uh, uh, okay. it was a fun event and a real good experience for our young guys. You know, we held our own against all the big boys, and uh, uh, you know, we're starting to close the gap a little bit here in Utah. So it's uh, positive things for the guys, and uh, they all played well. And it's great to uh, see these guys just uh, you know playing the game hard and uh, you know wanting to achieve their goals in life. It's uh, pretty special watching these boys for sure. It was so funny because we. Yeah, got in there Thursday, i are driving from the airport, uh, 26 miles to the hotel, and there was like, no word to lie, probably 20 or 30 cars in the ditch on the way there, it was unbelievable, you know? No way. Yeah, and it wasn't so much uh, the snow and everything, because they're used to that in Colorado, but it was like, almost like 90 mile an hour winds, you know, it was just, uh, it was pretty chaos there in Colorado, for sure.
1: Wow, like whiteouts, I guess.
0: Yeah, just uh, you know, to have all those cars and I've I've never seen anything like it. And obviously, I've lived in Edmonton and Ontario and uh, never seen that many cars uh, stranded on the highways for sure.
1: That's insane. Well, I'm glad you're back and you're safe.
0: Yeah, another season down, another season down, and uh, just gonna have our uh, tryouts here in May and get ready for the next season. So one season ends and uh, one season starts, and that's what the Kings are right now they're just trying to get through this season here and uh hopefully they can fix up uh fix the bus up a little bit
1: absolutely they've been struggling a bit uh recently they've won only one out of their last what six games
0: yeah i mean it goes it stretches back there uh they've lost what 16 out of 18 games i think over that stretch so it even goes deeper than that but it's so it's so funny because they're they're playing with these teams but you know, I mean, a couple of those games where they lost two goal leads against Florida and uh, 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 Phoenix, uh, mm. they have the lead, and then all of a sudden, uh, uh, in the third period, they're collapsing. Out. You know, you wonder if that's conditioning or, you know, personnel mm. personnel decisions. You don't know what it is, but usually, yeah. usually teams at that level, when they got a two goal lead or or uh, uh, you know tied going in the third period you know usually the results are a little bit better for sure
1: and since we last spoke like none of the losses have been huge losses they're they're you know within one or two goals
0: yeah they are and like i said you know a couple of them you know that florida game was crazy man that uh, oh. uh, they let those two points get away like that and again yeah you know i met and these guys are in condition and uh you know but there's got to be something wrong there's got to be something wrong and that's why those guys uh Uh, that are in charge from top to the bottom of the organization and going to try and figure this out you know they just look a little sloppy come out of their own zone and uh, yeah not 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 in tune with each other but you know that happens when you're throwing a lot of young defensemen in there and uh,
1: I was just gonna say do you think that has something to do with the fact that they're trying out these new guys and shifting the lines around and stuff
0: yeah there's a lot not a lot of chemistry right now and you know when you do Mm -hmm. get young guys in there they know the spotlights on them and you know, there's a lot of growing pains. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a lot It's a lot different than playing in Ontario and the American Hockey League. It's a, a huge step up to the NHL. But, you know, that's what management knew, that uh, there was going to be some growing pains. And they just want to see where these guys are at going into next training camp and see what they have to do as far as the free agent market uh, uh, in the summertime, for sure. But some of these older guys need to step it up a little bit too and show these young guys uh, the way. And, you know, because losing is contagious. I mean, you don't yeah, want yeah. It, It's tough and it uh, makes for a real miserable time going into that rank. And, you know, it's not a lot of fun. So, you know, hopefully they can uh, be competitive the rest of the year and, you know, get some of these young kids in here and, uh, you know, get them feeling good about themselves and uh, set them up uh, for next year's training camp and into the season.
1: Well, one rookie that has uh, started off on a good note is Grunstrom. His first two games, he scored goals in both of his first two games, which is uh, is a franchise record, actually. He ties the record with Brian Boyle, who did the same thing in 2008. So that was fantastic to see him come out flying like that.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, you know, especially when they give a big piece up like uh, Muzzin, uh, you know, a big piece of their hockey team. and you knew that they were going to get a pretty good uh, player back and he showed it. So hopefully he can continue uh, 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 producing like that. You know, I'd like to see him up on one of the top two lines there to see what he really got, you know, like uh, Mm -hmm. that's when you really get your scoring opportunities and you get your power play time and stuff like that. So hopefully he gets that opportunity and maybe one of the older guys is really not having a great year this year. It takes a, uh you know maybe takes a reality check and goes sits in the stands and watch a game for a couple of days
1: <laughs> well he's been playing on a line with the foley and his country mate kempe which is is seems to be working out well for him they've they've kind of got a chemistry there, just both being from sweden
0: yeah that's always a little easier especially you know with the language barrier and stuff like that but i imagine these guys speak pretty good english but you know i'd like to see him play with kopitar just like i said yeah I could, that Kopitar, I like Kopitar, man. I just like how mm-hmm. he hounds the puck, how strong he is on the puck. And, uh, you know, I'd like to see those two guys play together. But, again, I'm not the coach, just uh, speaking to you as a as a fellow hockey person. And, uh, like I said, hopefully they can turn it around here, get some chemistry. But right now they just look out of sync.
1: Yeah. There are a couple other prospects that we haven't seen um, in the Kings lineup. Sean Dursey is one of them, who is a recent trade um, acquisition marcus phillips uh and we haven't seen akil thomas or sheldon remple yet any thoughts yeah. on those guys
0: well i imagine they're going to get their opportunity they got uh, quite a few guys up there right now young guys like wagner you know walker roy gunstrom so and yep. uh, Brodzinski. he hasn't played uh for a few games but
1: right. you know they, McDermott they just, and Ledoux.
0: yeah they just can't uh, uh keep you know, filling their lineup with these guys they're all going to get their opportunity and uh, uh, when they do hopefully they conduct themselves in a good manner i mean they've been going lately with uh, 11 forwards and 7d which i'm not a real big fan of you know mcdermott yes. mcdermott gets in there and i think he only played like three minutes the other night that's pretty hard to do especially when you're sitting and then all of a sudden you have to jump over the boards in a highly competitive hockey game and uh mm. try try and find your legs so you know i don't know what they're doing with that situation but uh, again that's a coach's decision and uh, you know 11 forward seven D. not too sure kovalchuk had, ended up sitting in the stands for one night i guess eh?
1: yeah yeah he did yeah
0: yeah and that's just a thing where you know what things are stalled a little bit maybe like i said earlier you'd go up and take a look from up top and uh, uh maybe get you a little bit more uh, hungry to get into the next game but there's going to probably be all kinds of moves like that here in the last 10 games and uh like I said, right now I wouldn't want to be in that dress room. I've been through <laughs> it. I've been through it as a player, and it's uh, it's very difficult because these guys got a lot of pride, and uh, you know, especially the older guys like Dottie and, and uh, uh, Kopitar. These guys yeah. are guys that can't stand losing. they don't want to lose, and they want to try and find a remedy. But uh, you know, it looks like you know they really have to find the chemistry, and uh, whether that's removing a couple of players out of the dress room in the summertime, buying them out, but. Right now, the chemistry right from day one hasn't been there.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. They're just going to have to focus on next season at this point.
0: Yeah, and that's what they're doing. That's what
1: they're
0: doing. Hopefully, all these young kids, like I said, and I'm repeating myself, I know, but uh, hopefully they get in and have a good experience, and, uh, you know, hopefully they're big pieces of the puzzle, uh, like I said, moving into training camp and uh, next hockey season.
1: Yeah, now while they focus on that, a lot of other teams are focusing on the playoffs, which are going to be coming up pretty soon. Um, and it's probably time for some of those players to start focusing on their beards, oh, the yeah. playoff beards.
0: <laughs> yeah. I
1: wanted to ask your opinion on that. Is that something that's been going on since way back?
0: It has. You know, we always used to have the playoff beards, uh, uh all the time during during our run in the stanley cup playoffs but i couldn't grow one man i just i could come only on get, no honestly i couldn't uh i couldn't grow one. i could only get that fu manchu or whatever it was called but mine my, my, mine was pretty lame you know what i mean
1: you had the best beard on the oilers back then
0: uh glenn anderson his his was mm. pretty his was pretty thick and he could grow it in a couple of days and that's why I, Always look in the mirror and go, "Why the hell? Why, why the heck can I uh, grow a beard here, man? Like it was unbelievable. It was pathetic. You know what I mean? I had, I had whiskers that a cat could lick off. I didn't even have to use a razor. You know, it was, uh, <laughs> not very good. But yeah, it's interesting. You know, you'll see some guys with some real big, uh, uh, big uh, beards go, uh, coming up here in a, about a month. About a month away, they like to grow them. And uh, you know, it's uh, those two guys in San Jose, Thornton. And, oh my uh, God, Thornton and Burns. <laughs>
1: They definitely got the. I think they they win the prize on that one. Bernsey and Thornton just are probably have the best beards out there in the NHL right now.
0: Yeah, that's pretty crazy how they, how those things. Uh, they, they look pretty neat too. Look pretty neat there, but. Uh, Again, yeah, we're going to see a lot of, uh, beards and, uh, we'll see who gets the best beard and gets to grow it the longest for the playoffs. That's for sure.
1: Exactly. I think the Kings actually treated away one of their better beards in Muzzin, who is now going for a playoff run with Toronto. So he's bringing his beard to the Maple Leaf dressing room and hopefully, uh, that helps them out a bit.
0: Yeah, okay. well, he, he's been a good addition to that club for sure, you know, and, uh, you know they got a great chance. Tampa Bay looks pretty strong right now, man. They're just uh, they're rolling over everybody. It's unbelievable. So, you know whether they can keep that going and uh, through the grind and the grueling uh, uh, playoffs, I tell you, no one understands how tough it is to, you know, be that last team standing for the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's so grueling and uh, so demanding. It's unbelievable. So we'll see if they got it. But there's a few teams that. Uh, You know, any team, there's like six or seven teams that got a legitimate uh, chance of winning the Stanley Cup. It's uh, it's great for hockey and uh, it's great for the league.
1: Yeah, and that uh, division with Tampa Bay and uh, Boston and Toronto is just absolutely ridiculous.
0: Yeah, there's going to be probably people saying at the end when the Stanley Cup finals are on that uh, uh, probably the two teams uh, aren't the right teams to be in it because there's going to be some real uh, on that other side, like you said Tampa, Boston, Toronto there's going to be some good teams that get knocked out that don't get a chance to go to the Stanley cup finals, you know,
1: Yeah, they'll be knocked out in the first round probably.
0: Yeah. And that's why uh, I think you've read a couple articles lately that, uh, you know, they're trying to, uh, you know, maybe have a different solution because, mm-hmm. you know, there's, I and mean, we, we face the same thing when we were in Edmonton, Calgary was one of the better teams and we always play them in the first or second round. So, Uh, They were pretty heated battles, and I think a lot of people would love to see that as a Stanley Cup final back in the day, but uh, it's the way it is, and, uh, you know, obviously some sides are going to be stronger some years than others, but uh, I don't know if there's really a way of fixing that, you know?
1: I don't know. Maybe they could just kind of go by points alone
0: yeah that would be you know that would be a smart thing but again you got to factor in all the travel and stuff like that too and it's a pretty expensive game right now as it is you know
1: that's true yeah that's a good point how much traveling do you do I when you think back to your days in Edmonton like was that uh was that a pretty grueling schedule
0: yeah it was uh, being out in Edmonton coming down east all the time and uh you know we flew commercial we didn't have these uh Uh, private jets and charter jets like these guys got now so you know we were stuck in airports a long time and uh, uh, walking through airports and trying to catch connecting flights and stuff like that but you know we didn't know any different we didn't we were just happy we were just happy to get on a plane and get to Chicago and uh, go play the Blackhawks and then get over and play the Rangers and play the Rangers so again it was uh, a little bit tough out in Edmonton Obviously, coming back, when I always mentioned about that first game coming back after a long road trip, we always had trouble with it. And yeah. we, could, we could never find a handle on it. We could never find a handle on it. And uh, I think it was just because of all the travel down east, for sure, and the time changes.
1: It's a little bit. They've kind of changed the structure a little bit and reorganized uh, what teams are in what division and things like that. I think they've probably made it a little bit better than back in your day
0: oh yeah and plus you know now you get off the ice and uh, you get on the bus and you go uh, get on a charter playing with a big steak and stuff like that so <laughs> that's it's got to be a lot easier for sure you know when we got to the Stanley Cup finals we always used charters and uh it was it was nice to do that for sure you could notice the difference
1: is that right so that even even with Edmonton when when it was Stanley Cup finals you guys were allowed to use a charter
0: yeah yeah we chartered uh in the Stanley Cup finals and uh you know that was pretty nice, obviously, because uh, we'd have to get back to Edmonton because we were playing game, uh, you know, five or five or six back in Edmonton. So uh, we jumped on the plane after the game and got ready for it. So uh, these guys uh, travel in style now, and uh, <laughs> uh, it, it's so it's really the seasons aren't as grueling on them.
1: Right. Well, that must have been just that extra little bit of incentive to make the finals.
0: Yeah, well, you don't need incentive, man. <laughs> the incentive is grabbing that Stanley Cup and skating around the ice with it. It's it's unbelievable. So, uh, no what, better. F- what was no- that like? It was great, and I think the biggest thing, you know, like all the years, my parents, uh, you know, took me to the rinks in the morning and drove me all across uh, Ontario and Canada, and uh, have them in the stands. That was uh, that was probably the best thing that ever happened to me, and the most memorable thing that ever happened to me in my lifetime for sure.
1: I bet. Now where I have to ask you, where did you take your Stanley cup?
0: Well, we didn't get to, we didn't get to keep it uh, and take it anywhere. That only started in 94, so we could Uh-oh. only
1: have
0: we could only have it in town for uh, a night or whatever, so we just usually took it, took it to the local establishment, but uh, by the time I got my turn to take it, because I was so far down on the Richter scale there <laughs> that uh, we couldn't find it, because uh, Glenn Anderson left it in his trunk and he didn't know we put it in his trunk, so we were looking for a, for it for about three or four days. So
1: what?
0: Uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah Anderson uh, uh, forgot it in his trunk. He forgot where he put it, and uh, we were looking for it. And sure enough, four days later, it showed. He opens his trunk up, and there it is. But uh, a lot of story, a lot of stories with that Stanley Cup. We had some fun with it, that's for sure, you know.
1: What about that guy with the white gloves that's supposed to be guarding it?
0: Yeah, he wasn't around back in the day. <laughs> I don't think he was anyways. My memory's gone a little bit anyway. But, you know, they just uh, give it to us for a night, and uh, we'd bring it back and give it to the next guy. But, uh, like I said, it uh, went MIA for four days in and, uh, Andy's back of his trunk.
1: Yeah, that's pretty risky. I can see why they hired someone to look after the cup from then on.
0: Yeah, and there was a time when we damaged it and uh, a couple, <laughs> of, couple of guys had to take it to the local car dealership and they had, they, they had to pound out the dents on it for a couple of times. So it's, uh, the Stanley Cup, it, it sure gets around. And uh, I tell you what, if that ever had a voice and could talk, man, would that have a bunch of stories for the people that would uh, probably be a lot of fun to sit and listen to for sure.
1: I bet, and probably R-rated as well, I imagine.
0: Uh, a couple couple things I imagine, <laughs> yep. <yeah. laughs> yeah.
1: There's some teams that are really looking towards taking that cup this summer and having some fun with it.
0: There must be a lot of hype in Toronto right now. I mean, they've got to be pretty excited. This is uh, a long time coming for them where they've had a team like this for a while, eh?
1: Oh my God, what was it, 1967 the last time they won the Stanley Cup?
0: Yeah, but you know, like before when Pat Quinn was running the show there, and they got to the got to the semifinals and the finals there a couple times, and nothing nothing's happened ever since. But I think this year, people really have a legitimate shot of uh, having that parade on Young Street for sure. So. I imagine it's going to really get heated up there in Toronto.
1: Absolutely. I was here in Toronto during the late nineties, uh, during the Pat Quinn era, when the Maple Leafs won the conference semifinals against Pittsburgh, I believe it was. And it went absolutely insane in the city. I I can't imagine what it's going to be like when they win the Stanley cup.
0: Oh yeah. uh, It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. That's for sure. And, uh, you know, Toronto was, uh, you know, a big, big name in the hockey world, obviously, the Toronto Maple Leafs. And uh, like I said, they got a great chance of uh, uh, winning it. But hopefully they don't get an early matchup with Tampa, because I tell you what, Tampa looks really, really strong right now, for sure.
1: Yeah, they're definitely the team to beat. I would have to agree.
0: Yeah. And I think on the other side, I think San Jose. And that's going to be interesting mm-hmm. to see, watch L.A. and San Jose tonight. And, uh Uh, just see where the LA Kings are because like we keep talking about, you know, these are all one goal games or losing losing the leads late in the game. So if they can correct that around, you know, they're going to go into the summer with a positive attitude. But just hopefully, hopefully they have some success here in the last 10 games and uh, uh, you know, get the season over with and have a bright future to look forward to uh, starting training camp next year.
1: Looking ahead at the LA Kings schedule, they're hosting uh, their two California rivals coming up next, the Sharks and then on uh, to the ducks right after that, but we're heading North up to the great net white North where they're going to play against Calgary, Edmonton and Vancouver. So they've got a nice West coast swing there.
0: Yeah, and that's always tough going out. I remember teams hated coming out to Vancouver, Calgary, and Edmonton back in the day. It's a, it's like I said, that's a lot, a lot of travel up there and uh, uh, some hard, tough buildings to go in. But you know, first things first. Look at the, the San Jose get a nice win out of uh, against San Jose tonight, and uh, one against Anaheim, go on a positive note up into Canada. Perfect. You know, yeah you got calgary it's going to be tough edmonton's uh you know just limping in the, on the season they're done vancouver kept their playoff hopes alive last night so again yeah. it, it doesn't get any easier for the la kings but uh, hopefully they can uh, start winning those games in the third period when they're tied or uh, or they're leading going in the third
1: all right well let's keep our fingers crossed and cheer them on tonight
0: get the monkey off their back and uh Look forward to talking to you in a couple days uh, about the games that they're going to be uh, playing in uh, the future. Here,
1: You got it. And before we go, we'd like to throw a question out there to you listeners. Who do you think has the best playoff beard? Now this can be past or present. Let us know what you think. Who do you think had or has the best playoff beard ever of all time? Let us know. You can tweet or Instagram us at, Shannon Believes, where you can also feel free to leave us your questions or comments anytime. We appreciate the feedback. We love hearing from our listeners out there. So once again, thanks for listening, and we hope you join us again soon. Take care.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V-